Welcome back, perfect peeps, to Perfect.dev. Today, I have with me Cap and Canute from Sanity.io. Hello. How's it going? Hi, everyone. It's good. Right. So we we uh, had Canute on just over a year ago, and it was before Cap actually started as a DevRel. So we covered a little bit of Canute's background, but we'll get to him in a minute. Uh, Cap, do you mind kind of just going through your background and how you uh, found your way to Sanity.io? As a dev role? Yeah. Um, I don't know how far back you want me to go, but I used to be a flight attendant. Um, I did that for six years. Um, it was mainly domestic and a little bit international, but I loved it. I wanted to be a flight attendant my entire like childhood. I thought it was just like the most glamorous thing. Um, and then I became it, and it was glamorous. I loved it. But I realized it wasn't my forever job, so I started looking into other options. And I was about 28 at the time, 27, 28. No, I think 28. It doesn't and, matter. Yeah, but I was in my late 20s, and I found uh, coding boot camps to be like, oh, in 12 weeks, change your career. And I'm like, okay. So I signed up for a coding boot camp, and in 12 weeks, I... Uh, fire hose of information got started into tech. And um, my first job out of the boot camp was for a local startup in Las Vegas. I live in Las Vegas and it was like an agency. And so we kind of dealt with all different types of projects. We did WordPress, we did Vue, we did anything, anything that the project was already built in, we would do, or we would start from scratch. And then, so that was really fun. But then I found a job at Off Zero writing technical articles. And that was also really fun because you learn a lot of different frameworks and a lot of different like things. And so did that. And then I realized I still I like I really wanted to get into like more of the in like in-person teaching aspect of code because I always yeah. thought the education side of it was phenomenal. So uh I DevRel was becoming more and more popular. So I started looking at what a DevRel person does and it's exactly what I wanted to do. So I started building like my own portfolio for DevRelling, like my own YouTube channel. And uh, I started streaming and I started speaking at conferences and then Sanity had a position open for DevRel and I applied. That's and super awesome. Here I am. Yeah, that's amazing. My wife was actually going to be a flight attendant and like was in the last interview and finally just decided she didn't want to do it. So it's it's an incredible story to hear someone that went through that and then kind of shifted gears. Um, we were just talking last night on a Twitter space about just how you can start anywhere and end up in tech. So it's a really great mm -hmm. story to hear. Knut, tell me, since the last time we talked, um, fill in the viewers who, who don't know you a little bit how you got started in Sanity, but then we'll catch up on, on the rest. Yeah, I wasn't a flight attendant, uh, but uh, <laughs> I also kind of like entered tech through maybe unusual means, I don't know. But, uh, but yeah, uh, we last spoke February 2020, right? Yeah, that's right like, before uh, things got a little crazy. Yeah, that's that's like ten startup years. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So like the summer, like what happened since then? I don't. Know. February of twenty twenty, I was actually in the Bay Area, uh, and looking back, super naive because I I flew back in mid February to, to Norway where I now and I've been for a year, um, <laughs> and yeah, and then the pandemic just hit. But yeah. Um, but yeah, I was able to to hire a team of DevRels, though that summer 
and Cap is one of them. Uh, Lauren, uh, who is in the chat room, I think, or one of the chat rooms, is uh, is another. And we just uh, hired Martin, who started on Monday. So it's a good small team of DevRels. So that's super awesome and exciting. So yeah, that's amazing. It's quiet. Let's. Oh, it's well, better now. I bumped you up, so yeah. maybe I maybe I should uh, yeah. reset it here. Let me let me reset you. Maybe I'm quiet. Maybe there you I'm go. Calm, super calm and mellow. Maybe yeah. You're always mellow, but I think you're just a little <laughs> bit far away from the mic. Right. I'll, I'll try to speak better. <laughs> I'm glad yeah. you guys get to see the comments. I always forget that. So mm-hmm. awesome. No, it's good background, and it's crazy that you kind of ended up back in Norway and you're hanging out. So you probably haven't had any opportunity to come back to like California or anything, right? No, I haven't. Yeah. I haven't met my colleagues in real life. <laughs> oh, that's shocking wait. and unfortunate yeah. all at the same time. Isn't that interesting that like in today's like texting or in a lot of like industries, you just don't meet your colleagues nowadays because everything that's mm. going on. But soon, yeah, it makes some soon. things easier and other things a lot harder. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Well, for those who are just kind of jumping on because you've never heard of Sanity IO, but you just like listening to these podcasts and things, let's tell them a little more about Sanity IO. Cap, would you mind taking that one? Yeah. So Sanity is a content for structured platform or platform for structured content. Um, so really, if you have a website and you have content on it, you could use Sanity as the content handler. So for example, if you had like an e-commerce and you wanted to manage your t-shirts and your pants and the different sizes and who's ordering and what users you have, all that can be in your Sanity Studio. The Sanity Studio is the UI side of your content. So you'll have the ability to like update and change and make it however you need it to look. It's built in React, so... Uh, you can really customize it. But yeah, if you have content and you want to manage it and structure it, then Sanity is what you would use. So kind of on that note, can you, like if we were to compare that to a different CMS, like um, you name it, Contentful, whatever, whatever you want to put out there, yeah. how does structured content really change the game when we're we're talking about CMSs? Yeah, so not everyone knows what the CMS is either, I guess. But uh, when we say CMS, we mean content management system. Like, by the way, like all of these three-letter acronyms that are <laughs> floating around these days, like Gatsby yeah. just launched two new ones at least. Uh, so yeah, I can't blame you if you don't follow all of them, but content <laughs> management systems, right? Uh, WordPress. A lot of you probably knows WordPress. It has been there for ages. It's kind of like the go-to content management system for many. Uh, Adobe Experience Manager or, or something would be ADM. One, right? Here yeah. you go. <laughs> uh, um, so a bunch of this ha- has been there forever, and they are kind of specialized in driving a website. Like that's it, and they produce HTML, and you can go in and fill forms to kind of like put out content, I guess. And then a couple of years ago, we have like we had this drive towards APIs. Devs want to kind of like interact the APIs rather. Uh, so we had this new category called headless CMSs popping up. And uh, Contentful would be one of them, I guess. Uh, there are a bunch of other ones as well. Uh, and But they kind of like took that idea of driving a website and just put 
put it behind APIs. So you had like a bunch of HTML coming through or Markdown and so on. Um, and when we, in like 2016 or something, started to build Sanity, we didn't want to do the same thing. We wanted to think about content as data. We wanted it to be queryable, to kind of like, for it to be possible to interact with it also via APIs, not just pull it out, but also kind of like mutate it and change it and so on uh, and do it in real time. So we kind of built this system from the ground up. So to build on what Cap said, it's also a hosted, we call it a content lake, like a hosted data store. You can just pour in some JSON files and then you can start querying them and, and access them through this entity studio. Um, so yeah, and we also built this around this idea of structured content. So you shouldn't kind of like model your content, your fields and document types after where it's presented, but what it means to you and your organization. And that unlocks a lot of interesting opportunities and possibilities. And I can, yeah. I, I can, I can speak for hours about this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd love to. So I want to show off the page on structured content. So let me bring that up really quick and I'll describe it when we when we switch this over to audio only. Right. Um, so basically what's on the page here is structured content at the top, but it's also breaking down each piece of, of sanity and how it works. So uh, there's the image pipeline part of this. So it's actually backed by a CDN um, for all of your images, CDNs right? all over the place. Yeah, even for yeah. content queries. Yeah. So CDN, another three-letter yeah. content yeah. delivery network. Yeah, um, uh, a server near you. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So sitting on the edge, server closest to you is going to provide you this uh, content off to you. And that's built into Sanity. So you don't have to like jump out to Cloudinary or any other image uh, opportunity there. Um, it's right there. So the piece that I think we were just talking about, and that's why I wanted to bring it up, was somewhat of this portable text idea. Yeah. And I think this one's important because... If you're a developer and you're used to like grabbing a WordPress API, for instance, it's a mess. Like it, it's it's just data, right? The neat part about the portable text is you can actually uh, start to define the different parts of that and what it looks like so you can stylize it. Cap, do you have a little more you want to add on that side of it? Yeah, so portable text is stored as JSON and JSON is can be used everywhere. So they're really like awesome thing about portable text is your content is now portable. Like you can take it to mobile, you can take it to desktop and because it's stored in that JSON format and you have, you know, marks on it and it's bolded, it can be read as bolded everywhere. Um, but yeah, that JSON format allows for that portability. For sure. Uh, it gets a, it's it's a little tricky at first to like realize what's happening, but then once you do and you read the JSON and you realize how powerful it is, it, it really allows you to switch from like, hey, on desktop I want this font and this is important, over to like mobile where something else is, but you still know like that content needs to be a certain way. So it's it's very powerful. I think early on uh, when Kadut and I were talking, it was mostly about I wanted Markdown because as a developer <laughs> like. That was always huge. So we'd always talk about how can I convert from my markdown into um, what we would usually store uh, in Insanity itself. Can you guys talk a little bit about um, like how that storage occurs and like why you would want to convert in and out of it? Like why you want 
something like portable text instead of markdown exactly right yep. yeah so yeah that's interesting um it so markdown that was designed as kind of like an easier way to write and read html when you wrote blog posts right uh, back in the early 2000s um and since that the web have evolved and the way we think about content has evolved uh, for example, if you go into a Notion document, you have all of these different blocks, right? Yeah. It's not just paragraphs and headings. It's kind of like rich content block stuff. Um, and that pattern you see a lot of places, like WordPress added Gutenberg to, to kind of like achieve the same thing. Uh, Markdown, it's it's kind of like hard in Markdown. You have to invent short codes or you have to start writing something like JSX and have this MDEX format. Um, so... What we thought, like we wanted this presentation agnostic format so that you can take it as Cap said into desktop or mobile, whatever. Um, and we wanted also to support kind of like a rich block content. And we wanted to let you kind of like describe exactly the data structure you wanted. Uh, so you can trans like transform that into whatever, right? Uh, a cool call to action box in between your paragraphs or something like that. And that's why you want to, to store things in it. And not only that, it when you do that, and it gets queryable. You get queryable block content. So you can start asking the content like questions like, give me all of the documents that has more than two call to actions um, and there is a code span somewhere in a paragraph. It's, it's, it's maybe not so useful to query for exactly that, but you can, and that's cool. Oh, that's a great point. Yeah. Um, so I want to kind of show, I, I believe, and you guys can fill me in on, on the history of this, um, the original Sanity and how it was written, it was mainly, and, and still is the case, it, it was a hosted backend solution only. So there wasn't like the studio in the early days or anything like that, it correct? Always been. Always. See? Yeah. Totally wrong. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the only reason I bring this up is yeah. uh, there. there is often probably uh solutions out there so contentful is, is an example of this where they have their own hosted uh ui can we i'm going to bring it up and and hopefully uh you can walk through it a little better than i can sure. mumble through it so yeah here here is the back end on the management studio take it from there and i'll jump around wherever we need to <laughs> so so for the podcast listeners you, you're now watching a white screen with some boxes uh, <laughs> no i'm just kidding yeah so what you have up now is called, what we call we call it manage it's where you can kind of like uh configure projects and so on this is kind of like more like put in some some building information or add some course origin settings it's kind of like the how you can interact with also the the um data lake or the content lake part of the system um so it's it's not that exciting but <laughs> it's a bit it's a bit exciting but 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 the magic is probably in your next tab yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> so uh i just want to point out what i'm going to do here is these are three different projects that i run this one here um is the one we're going to look at of my old studio instead of coding guy i used to run age on p and then we we moved down um but this is Sanity Studio. So yeah. tell the folks how this actually works. So 
So this is the Sanity Studio, and this is now for a specific project. So what we were looking at before is like an overview, like the admin overview of every Sanity project that you have under your specific email, um, whatever your login was. And then this one is the UI that I was talking about earlier of your content. So you have on the left, we see like notes, blog posts, courses, um, and then if as you click into each one, it will dive further into that specific type. Um, so you'll have all your courses listed out and then you can create new ones from here. You can edit, delete, update. You can do all the things to your content here. Like you could drop images in and add alt text. Um, but this is the UI for your specific content for a specific project. So one of the three from that list in your managed platform or dashboard. And so I, I think you guys have brought up a couple times now WordPress. How does this differ from WordPress at this point? Like my front end's all good to go, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. There are many ways it differs. Uh, first of okay. all, everything inside of there, this interface is real time. So in WordPress, you would be locked out of document. If if uh, I was in the document, you can edit it at the same time, right? That you can do in this interface. Uh, and and the other thing, I saw that you had kind of like this neat list of content types oh um, yeah you had courses and lessons and like that's that's kind of like that's structured content right um you can take those different types and put it in different places and so on it's not it's not just pages right and, and wordpress was built around the idea of having posts and pages and page types right but this yeah. is more content types so it's more freed from whatever uh, the presentation is um and the way you did this, the way you made this happen was by, by writing some fairly simple JavaScript objects, right, in code. And then yep. the studio just generates from there. And that's another difference. You don't point and click this. You actually uh, control your content models with code that you can check into Git and so on. So we think that is probably great. Yeah, and that differs a lot from... WordPress and other other tools, it's not you creating those objects and basing it. It's a lot of clicking around and, and dealing with things, and you don't have that in code anymore either. So I love the the fact you can um, use this almost almost I'll say as infrastructure as code. It's more like content as code, yeah. kind of thing. Structure we are infrastructure. Like we we deliver now currently six billion API requests a month for pretty large companies. So if you order a burger in North America, there, there's a chance that hit our API. So yeah. Uh, so yeah. And just just based on those uh, JavaScript objects, essentially though, you're almost manipulating your own API that is hosted by uh, Sanity, right? It, it's kind of without you uh, doing a whole lot of like API gateway management or anything like that, it just magically occurs that now you have this wonderful, uh, I won't, it's not graph, it's all JSON REST based, right? Um, but you do offer a graph QL version of it as well. Yeah, um, we, have a, we have a field or kind of like a concept called references. Um, so you can make kind of like a reference between those JSON documents and we index those references. So you can actually also query them. So you can say, give me all documents that has reference to this document, for example. So you can actually make kind of like a graph in the system, as you say. And yeah, it's true. We also have uh, a GraphQL API offering. Uh, and we have this uh, other query language called Grok, 
Uh, That's G R O Q. Yeah, it is. Quark.dev. Go check it out. But um, but uh, but yeah. (laughs) And that you can. That is open source. You can actually use it elsewhere as well, like in your CLI or whatever. Um, the the one thing that I want to jump to another subject because I think it's going to help people somewhat understand a little bit how they want to use Sanity for a lot of. For a lot of uh, people listening to this podcast, we're web developers. And this one's for Cap because I think without spoiling all of our perfect picks, you did a little something about Next.js and Sanity. Can you talk a little bit more about like how Sanity uh, might be used within a Next.js project? Yeah. So the really awesome thing about sanity is it really can be used on any front end like if you want to use next if you want to use next you can use it there um with next next being so being react based you know mm-hmm. and sanity being built react based it's a nice way to kind of like not have to have too many things going on in your brain and you're not like <laughs> dealing between the two things but uh i recently did a next and sanity video where it was recipes. And um, I did one of the like dynamic things I did was I did a like button and that like button, I added a like field to my studio. So in the code, I added a serverless function that had a token and all this stuff. And every time I, I, and then I added the schema type. And every time I clicked on the like button on the front end on my next side, it would go to my studio and update that number as well. So I had an initial value of zero and I didn't want to update in the studio. I wanted the users to be able to update that number, but I wanted to record that number and save it to my studio. So that connection was like really awesome between the two. And next is just really um, intuitive when it comes to doing that kind of stuff. You don't have to do too much. Uh, There was just, a file I added and maybe 10 lines of code to get a like button ready for users. So next is great on its own, but like adding sanity and having all your content managed that way. uh, I think the pair works out really great. So you've kind of, you were talking about like executing some dynamic type of updates to the sanity backend. Um, I don't know if you've done this or not or or Knut, um, either of you, when you actually build a Next.js site, there's basically three types of rendering that can occur, right? There's client-side rendering, server-side rendering, and static rendering. Have you guys experienced how to use Sanity to build some of those different types in the backend? I, I think, Cap, you just covered kind of the client side, but specifically like static rendering. How do you usually use uh, Sanity to do that? Yeah. Um, like Sanity IO runs on Next, and it does all of those things. <laughs> so, so yeah, actually. Next do you find do you find when you're building out like static pages, you're typically using uh, like the Grok based query language to do that though? Yeah, we we use the Grok based language. Uh, we we even make the GraphQL API. That's Grok underneath. Cool. Like it, it, it translates the, the GraphQL queries to Grok. <laughs> so so we are all about that, right? But uh, but yeah, um I actually like Next was actually the first project I did with Sanity back in 2017 was actually with Next. Oh. 
but nice. they didn't have the static generation now. It was only get initial props. Yep. And, and we run it on an express server on yep. Heroku. <laughs> I feel dated. <laughs> no, it's all good. We've, we've Do you remember running live servers? Uh, oh, gosh. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, uh, um, but yeah, all of those things. And uh, as Cap said, it's, it's pretty easy with these data fetching methods with Next. And I, I would probably go with static, the static ones. Those seems to be the most performant or, and most often the most convenient. And you mm -hmm. just have to kind of like figure out the paths that you have to generate and get the right data. But that should be not hard with Grok. Probably easier with Grok than GraphQL even. Yeah. yeah. So I guess, for okay. example, I'll, I'll bring this this kind of back up, even though it's, it's kind of our old site. Um, when we look at, at courses here, if I wanted to build out a page for every single one of these courses, we'd go into get static props and get yeah. static paths. It's been yes. a minute. Yes. Okay. Um, so we would take and say, okay, find me all the courses or like the top hundred courses or, or blog posts, whatever it might be, go fetch those from the sanity server and that's or sanity uh, API. And that's actually running on a server that's usually like, uh, I think they're using Lambdas. I think it's AWS under the hood. So that runs on that Lambda and actually produces out all of these different um, HTML and whatever the browser can understand directly to a file that is produced at that point and can be released out. So you're actually at that point calling the API, not live, not interactively, but statically kind of off of a server. So it's pretty cool once you start thinking about all the opportunities you have there to hit both the front end and the back end using Sanity's uh, APIs. Yeah, and it's and I think it's pretty amazing what uh, the folks over at Vercel and Next has done. Uh, they kind of give you a lot of options. So for some pages, they don't change that much. It makes sense to just build them when you build the site. And for others, they might change a lot, like a product page with kind of like, I don't know, live counters or comments, whatever. Uh, and those can also, you can kind of like serve them dynamically, but also cache them in a smart way. So they kind of like don't uh, generate an API request every time someone visits them. So oh. there's a lot of opportunities there. I, I have this other question or list, and I don't remember writing it. Maybe someone else put it here. It says, <laughs> is there an official way to structure your content on Sanity? Is that like a thing? Yeah, I saw the question. I was like, hmm. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know that there is other than like we kind of talked about though. JavaScript <laughs> objects, right? Um, I don't know. like, But it's a big question, like how to actually structure content on how to actually make content models, right? Yeah. Uh, and we come here and say that you yeah, you shouldn't think about kind of like presentation. You shouldn't kind of like make a page type and try to kind of like mimic being a Squarespace or whatever. Uh, you should kind of like detach yourself from that thinking. Um, uh, but that isn't always easy or kind of like, it's a kind of like a different way of thinking. Uh, so, what I tend to say is like, when you like model your content, think about the next time you're going to redesign this site or the next time you want to try out a new framework. How easy will that be? Uh, and if the answer is not easy because I have 
kind of like baked in a lot of propositions about the framework into my content model, then you should probably take a step back and think uh, a bit. Or just ask us in the community. Yeah. Yeah. And help you out. <laughs> yeah. I should have brought that up early on. Uh, the Slack community for Sanity.io is unbelievable. You can find so many answers there. It's incredible. Yeah. Um, I am going to find it though. What's that? <laughs> I want. How do you even join that community? That I actually have no idea. Cap, how do oh. you join? <laughs> you can join by going to slack.sanity.io. And I don't know how to add to the comments because it doesn't have the old bar for me. But Alex, if you could add that. <laughs> Did I miss a comment completely? <laughs> no, 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 no. I just, because in the stream yard, you can't like add. Boom. Yeah. Out there. Right. There it is. In the world. So um, I, I'm kind of curious, since it's been a year and a half plus, uh, what's changed in Sanity since that time? There's, there's one big thing I, I saw recently about conditional fields, but is there other stuff? Like, there must be. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> well, one going year. like really far back, when I first started in July, Presence was just coming out. Oh, yeah. And presence is where you have like your little avatar at the upper right hand corner of the studio. And then you can see your coworkers or whoever has access to that studio where they are. You can like link to them and it'll take you directly to them. But presence, that was that was a, a minute ago. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> and uh, and review changes, I guess. Review so changes also. Every change that happens, not just in the studio, like in, in your content like it's attributed to a kind of like a person or a user, and you can roll it back and kind of like interact with it. You can even kind of write your own custom diff components if you want to. So that's a big one. That's mm -hmm. kind of like suggest changes in Google Doc, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, the recent one you you talked about uh, conditional fields. It's a funny one because that's one of the most requested features like for three years, um, and. We have a thing about wanting to do things right. Uh, and that means that some obvious features takes a while. But uh, this one was pretty, pretty funny because it's it's only kind of like adding a function callback to the hidden property. But it's, it's pretty powerful um, because you can, then can you, you can take values that is in your document or the user that is in the studio and you can kind of like decide whether a field should like be hidden or visible. Based on that, and that's that's good for for content editors, especially in kind of like organizations that use sanity kind of like seriously for real. Uh, they tend to have a lot of fields, so this will kind of like reduce the cognitive uh, cost of like looking at that form. So yeah, um, I, I think there's another one with yeah. What's, with, what's the what's the <laughs> there's like predefined values? I think was added initial values. Yeah, initial values. Yep. Yeah. That was that was always a big one because like when you have objects out there, you want certain things like to be true or set to true right away or yeah. have a value of Michigan because everyone loves Michigan as a state and then they can <laughs> pick their own type of thing. Yeah, and and we now there's support for that uh, also on field level. It used to only be on the document level. Now you can set it for fields and it can be a promise. So you can even kind of like, fetch uh, initial value from somewhere else if you want to. And that's pretty powerful. Cool. 
And um, I'm sure there's a lot. Last thing, like say that again. Sent to UI. We haven't talked a lot about it because it's kind of like still in in development. But we have we have refactored the whole studio. We've kind of switched out the old CSS modules with Sent to UI, which is kind of like a style components based uh, library. But that also makes it now uh, easy to. If you if you make your own custom input components or whatever, you can like use the same building bricks that we use, and it looks kind of like coherent, coherent, like the same as the kind of like official things. So that's pretty cool. That is cool. I'm sorry I missed that one. <laughs> yeah, we haven't I'm, talked I'm about sh- it a lot. So. <laughs> I'm sure I've missed like several things, and I want to just throw it out there to the folks yeah, again. We release a new version every week. Yeah, you, yeah, you do. So, um, so what what have I missed? I don't see a lot of questions coming up. There's got to be other things that in a year and a half that I'm just completely missing on Santa. We covered some of the high, like the the key points, but what am I missing? Anything? Um, Probably. There's a lot of uh, content that you, like if you're starting with Sanity and you kind of don't know where to go, um, I have created a getting started, I think it's called getting started with sanity.io. Um, it lives on uh, Traversy's YouTube and also one of our web pages. I, I can't remember the page, um, but I really, I, I walk you through building out your own studio and kind of getting like schemas in there and manipulating your studio from the code side. Uh, yeah, this one. Yeah. Oh, Crash Course. That's what it's called. Uh, sanity, sanity.io Crash Course. Um, but yeah, if you don't really know where to start, this is a good video. Um, and then that that video that uh, was the perfect pick of uh, me in that Next.js video, if you want to get started with Next.js and Sanity, that's also a really great place to start. Or if you are unfamiliar with Grok, the query language we were talking about, uh, I have created a bunch, a bunch of Grok in two videos, and you can find those on Sanity's YouTube channel. Cool. Um, and yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So just like there's a bunch of content, as Cap said. And a lot of that content you can find on a new section of Sanity.io called mm-hmm. Sanity.io slash exchange. Exchange. Uh, and that's pretty cool because we have, like, as I said, we have a, like, a fantastic community. A lot of developers, a lot of them are also contributing to the ecosystem. And those mm-hmm. contributions end up here. Uh, so you can kind of like go through them and browse and find plugins and guides and starters and even schema snippets if you kind of like wondering about how to model something. So that's pretty neat. And the starters like Hull is a fantastic Next.js, uh, Shopify, Vercel Sanity starter. Like it's kind of like it's a complete full-fledged e-commerce solution, and you can get up and going in pretty uh, small amount of time. So yeah, a lot of a lot of stuff is happening. Uh, and we're also working on some exciting stuff. Perfect picks. So I'm going to open Cap's first perfect pick here. Yes. So my two perfect picks are animes, and they're very different. But Jujutsu Kaisen is one I actually just started yesterday. And I'm about five episodes into it. Um, it's very, like... Action. It's very like My Hero Academia, if you've seen that. Uh, a lot of the characters remind me of that. And the 
the like crew at the beginning reminds me of the Naruto crew with like Sasuke and Sakura and Naruto and Kakashi. But uh, very good. And then my other one. Sorry. <laughs> is uh, Your Lie in April. Very different than Jujutsu Kaisen. This one is more of like a drama. Um, but it's about this piano player who uh, stopped playing piano. And I play the piano, so I was very interested in watching it. Um, but he gets back into piano playing when one of his friends needs a pianist for her violin like performance. He, she needed an accompaniment, accompanist. And so he went in and, yeah, it's just the story of that. So two very different animes, but two very good animes. Very cool. Is is Crunchyroll like the best spot to find these? I, I just searched and that's why I came up with. Uh, I don't use Crunchyroll. I yep. use Funimation or like Netflix or uh, uh, HBO okay. Max is where um, Jujutsu Kaisen is right now. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, I wasn't familiar with, I'm, I don't watch anime. I'll fully admit it. Sorry. Um, <laughs> it's okay. I was like, where do I go find these? So that's good to know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Crunchyroll is a good one, but I just don't use it. Cool. Uh, Knut, your yeah. first pick. Yeah. I, um, I, uh, for Ted, like, I listen to a lot of music. Um, and sometimes you want to listen to music when you kind of concentrate on coding or writing or whatever. And for the last month or so, I've been on YouTube listening to for Ted's live sets from the lot. Just super great, super good. Recommended. Uh, check it out. I saw um, there was like a, a YouTube of them. Pretty incredible. Uh, yeah. With the live version of that. But it looks like they have a band camp down here. So yeah, you definitely can go support them if you like. And, and, and all that. Yeah. You should, awesome. You should go to the band camp, right? Support yeah. Yeah. Support your artists. Come on. Get out there, people. Um, uh, your yeah. second pick. Yeah. I thought it was pretty sweet. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, it's uh, I've been using it for also for a month or so, <laughs> but it's 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 pretty slick. It's kind of like autocomplete for your um, terminal, uh, and it does some magic. I use it with iTerm. You can probably use it with whatever. Um, uh, but it kind of like gives you this nice VS Code style autocomplete. And I'm surprised for uh, how like many commands it supports, and it also makes it easier to just kind of like browse through your file system in your terminal. That can be mm. kind of like a hurdle if you're not that used with the terminal. So it's it's pretty great. You should check it out. The thing I like about this is I always ls to just see everything. Yeah, and this takes too. away the need to do that. It does. Yeah, that's really great. Cool. Um. Unfortunately, Brittany wasn't able to make our, our pod today, and she had a pick out here. I'm sorry for the photo where I captured that, but That's I, me. Got, <laughs> I had to get the Sanity logo in there. So cap, kept it a little um, Next.js for beginners with uh, Sanity backing next. So that is one. That's Brittany's perfect pick, even though she couldn't make it today. Right on. Um, my perfect pick is in the same vein, actually. Uh, so on Vercel, you can use integrations, and one of their integrations is Sanities. And the cool part is when you execute or like when you add this to your project, um, it actually puts all of the public environment variables where they need to be, 
And then this one is kind of like what we were talking about before with that private variable. You can actually run that server side to do things that you need to do, write to the database, uh, pipe it through an API on Next.js, whatever you might need that for. So it's really easy. And there's some pre-canned solutions out there. My second pick, I, I always try to do a technical one and a fun one. I've been addicted to this game. I'm not a big gamer <laughs> at all. And I'm not a great golfer, terrible golfer. But this game, I'm just like, oh, I got to like get a hole in one. I've got to get a birdie. Like, I can't get off a great of golfer it. in this game. That's the question. I am an okay golfer in this game. Like, <laughs> okay. I'm terrible in real life. I'm probably like decent in this game. But, you know, it's fulfilling my dream of like, I just hit a 40 foot putt. That's amazing. And like, I pretend <laughs> I did that in real life. Now you got to take serious. it to the driving range and practice. <laughs> That's right. Um, so what, what have I missed? I don't see a lot of questions coming up. There's got to be other things that in a year and a half that I'm just completely missing on Sanity. We covered some of the high, like the, the key points, but what am I missing? Anything? Um, Probably. There's a lot of uh, content that you, like if you're starting with Sanity and you kind of don't know where to go, um, I have created a getting started, I think it's called getting started with Sanity.io. Um, it lives on uh, Traversy's YouTube and also one of our web pages. I, did, I can't remember the page, um, but I really, I, I walk you through building out your own studio and kind of getting like schemas in there and manipulating your studio from the code side. Uh, yeah, this one. Yeah. Oh, Crash Course. That's what it's called. Uh, sanity, Sanity.io Crash Course. Um, but yeah, if you don't really know where to start, this is a good video. Um, and then that that video that uh, was the perfect pick of uh, me and that Next.js video. If you want to get started with Next.js and Sanity, that's also a really great place to start. Or if you are unfamiliar with Grok, the query language we were talking about, uh, I have created a bunch, a bunch of Grok in two videos, and you can find those on Sanity's YouTube channel. Cool. Um, and yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So just like, there's a bunch of content that's kept said. And a lot of that content you can find on a new section of Sanity.io called Sanity.io slash exchange. Exchange. Uh, and that's pretty cool because we have, like, as I said, we have a, like, a fantastic community. A lot of developers, a lot of them are also contributing to the ecosystem. And those mm -hmm. contributions end up here. Uh, so you can kind of like go through them and browse and find plugins and guides and starters and even schema snippets if you can like wondering about how to model something. So that's pretty neat. And their starters like Hull is a fantastic Next.js, uh, Shopify, Vercel, Sanity starter. Like it's kind of like, it's a complete full-fledged e-commerce solution. And you can get up and going in pretty uh, small amount of time. So yeah, a lot of, a lot of stuff is happening. Uh, and we're also working on some exciting stuff. I have to say, like, the community surrounding Sanity, I, I put it right next to, like, um, Gatsby. Uh, there's such passion behind it, and I love it. Hey, Br Brittany was able to uh, throw a little comment <laughs> in, guys. She Hi, said. Brittany. Sorry, Britt. Hello, yeah. We, you should have been here. 
Yeah. 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 Give her a lecture <laughs> later. Okay. Well, I think that's it. Sanity is amazing product. Um, I more more power to like where it's headed. I can't wait to see. Like, we can't make it another year and a half though, guys. So maybe we'll have you on in like six months. Yeah, you know what to find us. Yeah. Or, or you could just join every week. I love you guys so much. Like we can just hang out. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us. Absolutely. Thanks for coming on. We'll talk to you next time. Right. See ya. Bye everyone. <laughs>